Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Joshua chapter 1. If you have your Bibles, please open. Joshua chapter 1, we're reading from verse number 1. The Bible says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord... It came to pass that the Lord spoke to Mo- spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, "My servants, Moses, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I am going to give to them, the children of Israel. Every place the sole of your feet shall tread upon, I have given to you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness of Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittite, the, and to the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you, nor forsake you. Be strong and be of good courage. For to these people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swear to your to their fathers to give them. Verse number seven. Only be thou strong and very courageous, and that you may observe to do according to the law which Moses my servant command you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then shall you make your way prosperous. Then shall you have good success. Verse number nine. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and be of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. May the Lord bless the reading of his words in Jesus' name. Now from this verse of the scripture, the Bible is telling us, that there was a time when Israel got very close to the edge of the promised land. There was a time in their life when they were about to cross over into the promise of the Almighty God. There was a time in their life when they were at the verge of a new beginning. And the Bible tells us that the Lord God Almighty, and after the death of Moses, the Lord Almighty now showed himself unto, unto Joshua, Moses' successor. And the Lord gave Joshua what we can refer to as the formula for success in the promised land. Okay, he gave him a formula for success in the promised land. In other words, the Lord told Joshua, if you want to succeed in this land that you are about to enter, if you want to succeed in this promised land that I promised to your forefathers and that you are about to inherit, you need to pay attention and take care of two major aspects. Pay attention to two major aspects. Number one, you need to pay attention to the physical aspect of life. Pay attention to the physical aspect of life. And by that, he was saying that you must come to time with the past and forget it. That's what he said. You must come to time with the past and forget it. You must let it go. You must not let your past hold you down. In other words, that's what he said. He said, my servant Moses is dead. 
In other words, Moses belonged to the past. Moses is what has happened to you in the past. Moses is the experience that you've had in the past. Whether good or bad, he's saying, my servant Moses is dead. In other words, forget about the past. Come to terms with the realities of the past. If you want to succeed in this land that you're about to enter, take care of the take care of the physical thing. He said, move forward. My servant Moses is there. Therefore, arise and go over this journey. Forget about the past, move forward. If you're going to succeed, and that's not just for Joshua in those days. It's even for us today. Whatever experience you've had in the past, whatever disappointment you've had in the past, whatever failure that you have recorded in the past, the Lord is telling us this morning, He said, forget about it. Come to time with, with your past. Move forward. He said, take care of the physical things you need to do. You cannot be physically stagnant if you want to win in the promised land. You cannot. In this current day and age, you cannot be stagnant. You cannot remain in one place and expect to be able to make progress. God is saying to Joshua, take care of the physical aspect of your life and you will have a better chance of success in the new, you know, in the, in the promised land. You know what God is saying to Joshua? There is a limit to what I can do if you are not willing to be actively engaged. There is a limit to what I can do if you are not willing to take care of the physical things that you need to take care of. There is a limit to what I can do if you are not willing to let go of the past. There is a limit to what I can do if you are not willing to move forward. God is saying, I need your cooperation on the physical things of life. You cannot expect God to do what you are not willing to do. God will not do certain physical things where you have to take care of it. And that's what Joshua was, that, that's what God was telling, that's what God was telling Joshua. You need, I need your cooperation in the physical thing. You must understand that God will not do for you what you are not willing to do for yourself. So God said to Joshua, take care of the physical things. Now, when you get to verse 3 of Joshua chapter 1, the Bible now makes us to understand that God was saying, apart from the physical thing, apart from you forgetting about, uh, forgetting about the past, apart from you crossing over the Jordan line, you see, I want you to do a second thing. I want you to pay attention to a second aspect. And that second aspect is your physical, as is the spiritual aspect of things. Pay attention to the physical. Pay attention also to the spiritual. In other words, if you are going to succeed in life, if you are going to succeed in your own promised land, if you are going to succeed, God was telling Joshua, you need to take care, not just the physical, but the spiritual aspect of life. In other words, you must learn to trust God's promises. You must learn to rest on God's faithfulness. You must learn to be walk with him in confidence. You must learn to obey him without question. You must learn to stay in his words. These are the spiritual things that you have to take care of if you want to make progress. In other words, progress is not just you taking care of physical things. It's not just you going to work at the right time. It's not just you educating yourself to be very intelligent in your field of in your field of uh, in your field of training. But at the same time, you need to take care of the spiritual aspect. And the Lord was telling Joshua, he said, I need you to trust the promises that I made. Not just to you, but to your father. I need you to rest on the faithfulness. Because if I've done it in the past, I can do it again. I need you to walk with me confidently. Because I cannot tolerate people who take one step forward and three steps backward. I need you to be able to obey me without question. Because I know the end from the very beginning. I need you to stay in my word. Because that is where you get my instructions from. Because if you don't walk with me spiritually, if you don't take care of the spiritual things, life is not just about the physical things. Life also involves spiritual things. The Lord was basically telling Joshua, God was telling Joshua, that success in the promised land depends on Joshua's ability to manage both his physical life and his spiritual life. 
That's basically what the Lord is saying. That success is a function of your ability to, to, to be able to manage successfully your spiritual and your physical life. And that is why you remember every time we finish our service here, we say the Lord will increase our greatness and comfort us on every side. In other words, you'll find out that the Lord Jesus Christ has, to, has given us. In one of the things that you say here every time we're about to start our service, we used to say something. You are welcome to Life Love and Learning Church, where our mission is what? To increase in wisdom, in knowledge, in stature, in favor with God, in favor with man. Basically, we are saying this is a place where we prepare you both physically and spiritually to walk with the Almighty God for the life, for the things that life has to throw at you. You have, to be a, you have to be equipped on both levels. If you read Luke 2.52, 2, the Bible makes us to understand that God Almighty, Jesus Christ, grew in every, in every dimension of life. Physically, he was good. Spiritually, he was sound. And that's what the Lord was telling Joshua here. He said that if you are going to succeed in life, your success in life is a function of your ability to successfully manage not just your physical life, but your spiritual life. In other words, both the spiritual and the physical aspect of life must be properly managed. You cannot afford to live a life out of balance. You can't afford it. If you know how to pray such that heaven can come down, but you are obese and you have all sorts of disease, you will not be as effective as you are supposed to be. If you have the body of a GQ magazine star, you're looking so good, but you don't know how to praise. The devil will mess you up so badly. You will not even know how to, you know. So the point is that the Lord does not want you to be skilled in one direction. Okay? If you're skilled in one direction, that's why you walk like this, like an Americana. That's a story for another day. The point you are making is that God wants you to be balanced. God wants you to be balanced. You cannot afford to live a life out of balance. Success demands that you pay attention to both aspects of your life. That is what God was telling Joshua. So when Joshua received this instruction, the Bible says that when Joshua received that success formula, Joshua took out the, you know, took the steps and began to conquer the promised land. The first thing he did was to cross the Jordan. Then the Bible told us that he sent spies to the land to be able to see what was going on in the land, to see the layout of the land. The Bible says by the time we get to chapter 5, Joshua now started preparing the next generation of armies. The Bible says that he circumcised them. He prepared them physically to be able to start fighting the war. And by the time you get to chapter 6 of Joshua, or the book of Joshua, the Bible says that Joshua now went and fought the battle of Jericho. And you all know how Joshua won that particular battle. You know how Joshua succeeded. And the Bible told us that as soon as Joshua won that particular battle, their head became so big. And they looked at the next battle. And they saw that AI was the next target. And they looked at it and said, look at Jericho so big. We won by just marching around. We don't need every army. These guys are going to be exhausted. We just need a few people. Let's go and fight air. And the Bible says that they went and they fought air. And as they got to AI, AI now turned around and whooped their behind so badly. And Joshua said, Kinla, what happened? Huh? Joshua was so devastated. The Bible says he could not believe that the army of Israel will run away, will turn their back. On their enemies. Bible says that he was so devastated. And in Joshua chapter 6. Chapter 7. Reading from verse number 6. The Bible says then Joshua tore his clothes. 
and fell on the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until evening. He and the elders of Israel and put dust on their head. And Joshua said, Alas, my father, alas, my father, my God, my God. Why have you brought these people over the, over the Jordan at all? To deliver us into the hands of the Amorites, to destroy us. Oh, what? Oh, that we have been content and dwell on the other side of Jordan. Oh, Lord, what shall I say when Israel turned its back before its enemies? In other words, Joshua was asking, Lord, what happened? You are the one that separated the Red Sea. You are the one that brought us through the wilderness. You are the one, oh God, who has given us the victory in the past. You are the one that opened up the Jordan. You are the one that gave us the victory in Jericho. What happened in Ai? Joshua was basically saying, Lord, you gave me the success formula. You told me that this is how I'm going to succeed in the promised land. What happened? You promised me that this land belonged to me. What happened? You promised us and you said you are going to give us everywhere the soul of our feet are tread upon. What happened? Oh Lord, why did Israel lose? Why did we run? Why did we turn our back against air? Oh Lord, what is happening? That was the question Joshua was asking. I mean, Joshua was basically saying to the Almighty God, I took care of the things you want me to take care of. I took care of the physical things. I did not hold back. I did not let my past hold me back. I was moving forward. I took care of the spiritual things. I prayed. I did the things I was supposed to do. I, de- I depended on your word. I trusted your faithfulness. I was faithful in your word. Oh Lord, why am I suffering defeat? Why, Lord? That was basically the question Joshua was asking. Why are we suffering? Why did AI defeat us? After we have done all that we are supposed to do. Before the Lord God Almighty answered Joshua, I want you to understand one thing. Joshua had a lot of options. Option number one, he could have given up and said, Lord, I don't want to do this. Number two, he could have just stopped fighting and said, Lord, this is too difficult. Number three, he could have decided to say, I will blame other people. It's these people who don't know how to keep their eyes and obey the instruction of God. I mean, if this guy has obeyed the instruction of God, we won't be in this mess that we're in. Or he could have just considered himself a failure. After all, Moses fought and Moses never lost a battle. Why is it that I'm fighting the second battle and I'm losing? So he had all those options. But instead of blaming others, instead of finding excuses, instead of giving up, Joshua did what every winner, all successful people, Joshua did what they did. And they asked a very important question. And like every winner, he asked the question, not because he was looking for blame. He asked the question, not because he wanted to point the finger at Achan. He asked the question, not because he wanted to avoid responsibility or tell us why he failed. But winners asked the question to find out what is wrong? That was why I went to the Lord. Say, Lord, what happened? I followed your instruction. What happened? He asked the question because he wanted to know what was wrong. He asked the question because he wanted to prevent a reoccurrence of another defeat. Because if you fail and you don't ask the question, you never know what went wrong. If you fail and you don't ask the question what happened, you will continue to repeat the same mistakes over and over and over again. And Joshua did not want that to happen. So Joshua asked the Lord, Lord, what happened? So that he will not repeat the same question, uh, repeat the same mistake. Number three, Joshua asked the question because he wanted victory. Joshua asked the question because he wanted to see the future of God that he has spoken concerning him. He wanted to see that future in his life. He wanted to see the children of Israel possess their possession. That was why he asked the question. To assure success, that's why he asked the question. So you see, my brothers and sisters, the difference between a winner and a loser in life is the way they respond to the failures that happens to them. 
the difference between those people who will come to the place of God's blessing and experience what God has for them is the way they react when they fail. They don't point fingers. They don't look for excuses. They don't look for people to blame. They ask the question, what happened? So that they will not reoccur. So that those problems, the failures will not repeat itself. So that they can assure success in the future. So Joshua, you know, that's the difference. The way they respond to setback. Instead of blaming other people, instead of looking for fault, instead of finding excuses, Joshua did what all, all winners do. And he asked a very important question. He said, Lord, what happened? Why? Why are we defeated? Joshua was basically saying to the Almighty God, I have done everything. I have done the physical. I've taken care of physical. I've taken care of the spiritual. And now I am failing. What is happening? Why am I suffering failure? And my brothers and sisters, there are so many people who are asking the same questions. Okay? Many people who are going through invisible battles in their life. Okay? And if you are going to succeed as an individual, you must learn how to ask that question. You must learn how to ask the question, not just of God, but of yourself. What did I do wrong? Where did I fail? What mistakes did I make? What things did I overlook? What things did I take for granted? You need to ask the Almighty God and you need to ask yourself and begin to find out what you did wrong. The interesting thing, like I said a few minutes ago, is that many are in that situation. Many are experiencing their own defeat. Many are going through some very serious challenges. Where they are supposed to succeed, they are not succeeding. Where they are supposed to have victory, they are not having victory. And please keep in mind, these people are not lazy. Many people are not lazy. They are not, they are not, they are not, they are not the people who are actively involved in sin. These are people who are doing their best, attending church, praying prayers, going through night vigils, doing all sorts of things. And yet, for some reason, the devil has been giving them the short end of the stick. Life has been throwing them cupboard. And they keep happening and they keep asking, Why am I being defeated? Why am I not seeing success at the edge of my breakthrough? Why is life going the way it's going for me? Why? Why can't I defeat the little AI in my life? And I want you to notice the response of the Lord God Almighty to Joshua when Joshua asked the question. If you look at verse number 10, the Bible says, So the Lord said to Joshua, Get up. Why do you lie on your face? Israel have sinned, and they have transgressed my command, my covenants, which I made with them. For they have taken some of the accursed things, and they have both stolen and deceived, and they have put it among their own stuff. Therefore, because they did all that, the Bible said, therefore, verse number 12, the children of Israel cannot stand before their enemies. As long as there is sin in the camp, as long as you are not doing what you are supposed to do, as long as you are disobeying the direct command of the Almighty God, the Bible says that the children of Israel were not able to stand before their enemies, but turned their back because they are en- because well, before their enemies, because they have become doomed to destruction. That is the effect of sin in the life of an individual. They have become doomed to destruction. Neither will I be with you anymore unless you do what? Unless you destroy that accursed thing, that thing that opened the door, that thing that caused you not to move forward, that thing that is acting as an invisible barrier that you do not recognize, until you destroy that thing, my presence will not be with you anymore. In other words, God was saying, Joshua, you failed, not because you did not take care of the physical things. 
You failed. Not because you did not take care of the spiritual things. Not because you did not pray enough. Not because you did not go to church enough. Not because you did not do any spiritual exercise. Not because you did not fast. You did not give your tithe and offering. That is not the reason why you are failing. God was telling Joshua, you failed because you touched what you are not supposed to touch. You failed because you brought the accursed things into your life. You failed because you opened the door for the enemy to erect invisible barriers against you. That's why you failed. And there are many people today, you are not moving forward not because you are not smart. Not because you don't know how to pray. Not because you have not done all your exams and passed all your certification and do all the things that you're supposed to do. Not because you're not having a very good job. Not because your wife is not pretty or your husband is not handsome or your children are not smart. You are not moving forward not because you are lazy. No! Many of the problem is because there are some invisible barriers that the enemy has had the opportunity to erect because we opened a door. Or we opened several doors. The Bible is telling Joshua that Joshua you failed. Not because you don't do what you're supposed to do, but because a door was opened for the enemy to come in to raise up a barrier against you. Okay? Joshua failed because he opened the door for the enemy to erect an invisible barrier against Israel. My brothers and sisters, many people fail today because of invisible barriers that the enemy has erected to hinder and to stop them from moving forward. To hinder and stop them from making advancements. So you see, your success is not just a physical thing, my brothers and sisters. It's not just your ability to read and write. It's not just your ability to be able to walk or work hard. That is not only the function of your success. Your success is not just your normal, your, your normal church exercise. Yes, we'll come to church, you know, Patros, Espiritus, Espiritus, Santos, and we go. That's not just the end of the story, okay? That I'm able to do some night video. I'm able to pray some for that and that prayer. That is not the issue. That is not the main problem. Okay? Your success in life, your advancement in life is also a function of your ability to know and your ability to pull down strongholds that the enemy has built against you. That is where that thing is. And that's why you find out that when you put your hands in certain things that other people are putting their hands, the success that they are enjoying is not the same success you are enjoying. It's not because you are lazy. It's not because you are dumb. It just means that there are certain things that are operating that you may not be able to know. Your success is a function of being, of being spiritually knowledgeable about the strategies of the enemy. Your success is a function of being spiritually aware and able to pull down the invisible barriers that the enemy has erected against your life. So Joshua was telling, God was telling Joshua, say, look here, boy. This is where the problem is. You failed because you did not understand, number one, the strategies of the devil. That's why you failed. Not because you didn't do what you're supposed to do. You fail because you don't understand how the devil how the devil operates. The devil uses your disobedience. The devil uses your sin to be able to walk against you. The Bible says that he is the accuser of the brethren. If you don't understand the strategy of the devil, he will block your way. It doesn't matter whether you are holy or you are not holy. The Bible says that Joshua, the priest of the Most High God, was standing in the presence of the Almighty God. In the book of Zechariah chapter 3, it says that the devil was standing right at his, was standing next to him to do what? To oppose him. Why? 
because Joshua was dressed in a filthy garment. As long as you open the door for the enemy, he will walk against you. He will take advantage of you. So God was telling Joshua, Joshua, you failed because you did not understand the strategy of the enemy. You failed because you do not understand that invisible barriers are built, are created when you sin against the almighty God. When you do things that God tells you not to do. When you put your hands in the things that you are not supposed to put your hands when you associate with places with people you are not supposed to associate with when you begin to invite the demons into your life by the by the places you go the things you do and the and the works of and the works that you are engaging you will find out that you open the you open for the door for the enemy to do whatever he likes in your life bible tells in the book of genesis chapter 3 just read very carefully there so when you disobey the almighty god a lot of funky things happen genesis chapter 3 the Bible tells us after Adam and Eve had disobeyed the Almighty God. If you look at verse number 24, the Bible said that the Lord God Almighty did what? He drove man out. He drove out man and placed a cherub at the east of the Garden of Eden and a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. In other words, an invisible barrier was placed. An invisible barrier was erected. That created was created to block the access to the tree of life so that the people who disobeyed the Almighty God can no longer have access to it. They had access when they had not sinned, they had access when they had not disobeyed the Almighty God. But as soon as they decided to do their own thing, the Bible makes us understand that God now created an invisible barrier that even if they wanted to, they could not. That's what happened, and the Lord was telling Joshua. The reason why you did not, the reason why you could not win, the reason why you could not conquer was because sin created an opportunity for the enemy to build a barrier. And that's why many people are not moving forward. Number three, God was saying to Joshua, you failed because, or you, because you did not understand the dangers that invisible barriers create in the life of an individual. The Bible says that Israel could not stand before their enemies until they take away the thing that was accursed from their midst. So there is a danger that comes when you have invisible barriers in your life. You will not be able to stand before your enemies. You will not have the legal stand. You will not have the authority. You will not have the boldness. You will not have the support of heaven because the Lord God Almighty said, as long as this particular barrier is in your life, I will not be in your midst. So please understand those very simple things. Joshua failed because he did not understand. The, at that, up until that point, he did not understand the danger of invisible barrier. Finally, Joshua failed. Because up until that, up until that time, he did not understand the effect of invisible barriers. It is one thing for you to know the danger, but there's an effect. Okay? There's a, you know, the, 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 the danger the effects of invisible barriers. Joshua did not understand it. And therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their back before their enemies because they have become doomed to destruction. That is the effect when you open the door for enemies to build an invisible barrier. The interesting thing is that although invisible barriers are invisible, you can't see them. They are spiritual elements. They are spiritual forces. One thing I want you to understand and understand clearly this morning is that their presence, you know, is, is that 
invisible power, invisible uh, barriers have powers to do what? The first thing is they have power to hinder progress. Though you can't see them, though you don't understand how they operate, though you might not be able to feel their presence, but they have the power to hinder progress. There are people who walk like no man business, but they cannot account for the money they are making. Why? There are things, people who are supposed to be on top, but for some reason, when it comes to death, when it comes to the time of promotion, that is when there is going to be an embargo. That is when there is going to be a scattering. Something will happen that they will not be able to move forward. So, spiritual barriers, though invisible, they have the power to hinder progress. They have the power to destroy. The Bible says, as long as the invisible barriers remain, Israel was doomed to destruction. So, invisible powers, invisible barriers, they have the power to destroy. Not only that, if you look at Joshua chapter 27, reading from verse number 12, it says, therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their back before their enemies because they have become doomed to Destruction. That's what invisible barriers can do. They do an individual to destruction. Not only that, invisible barriers have the power to limit. Bible makes us to understand that Joshua could not make progress as long as that thing was still in their camp. Invisible barriers have the power to limit. You will not be able to move forward as long as those things from your father's house, as long as those things from your mother's house, as long as those foundations are still working against you. Not only that, invisible barriers have the power to nullify the promise of the Almighty God. How many of us dream and we see what God wants to do for us? Where God wants to take us? The promises that God has made concerning your life. But you find out that you wake up and it is not there. You find that you walk and you find these things are elusive. It's like a slippery thing. You are holding it, but you cannot hold it. This is what the invisible barriers can do in our life. It causes us to, it nullifies the promise of the Almighty God. You will read about the promise of God, but you will not see them. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.